I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of Figuring Out 30 is brought to you by the new Puma and Modi Body Period Underwear Range, helping you work out without limits or leaks. Hi, hi, hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Figuring Out 30. I am Bridget Hustwaite, and today it is just me hanging out with you one-on-one. In fact, it's me giving you a little bit of a pep talk. I'm going to be sharing some tips on easing heartbreak, and especially if you're the one that's been dumped, because a few weeks ago, I realized it was two years since I was dumped. And, you know, whilst I'm so happy in like my new relationship and where I am in life right now, I did want to kind of reflect on what helped me get to this point and what I did as soon as I was dumped back in 2021. So I've previously touched on this. In fact, it was the very first episode of Figuring Out 30 that I kind of went through that breakup. But long story short, yeah, five-year relationship wasn't in the best place, like definitely had run its course, but I was clinging onto it out of comfort. Uh, And in the final months, we moved into a new place together, three weeks into that new lease and six days before my book came out and six weeks before I turned 30. I came home one night and was dumped and I haven't seen my ex since. Actually, no, that's a lie. I have. I saw him at the airport at the end of last year. I'm not sure if he saw me and pretended that he didn't. Um, But yeah, I remember seeing him as I was about to take a sip of water. Where was I? I was flying to Perth. Uh, And it was it was in the morning. Uh, anyway, I don't know where the fuck he was, but I kind of just <laughs> eye rolled, glanced and looked away as I had a drink. Um, and it was kind of good though. Like actually, no, it wasn't kind of good. It was good. I didn't feel anything. Like it didn't bring up emotions. I was just like, oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I wanted to do whatever I could to help myself through that breakup. Like I just remember when it happened, And I wanted to treat it as a learning curve and I wanted to make it an opportunity for personal development. And I think every heartbreak and every relationship breakdown is an opportunity. Like, yes, they absolutely suck 100%. And it can be so crushing because it's, you know, such a huge part of your life. But I think there is so much to be gained in terms of your own growth. And I really wanted to embrace that when this relationship fell apart, especially heading into 32, I was like, yep, new era, fresh start. We are just going to, you know, go into this new decade of life, guns fucking blazing. And that mindset was totally unlike my first relationship breakup, which was 10 years prior. We did not nail that breakup, me and my first boyfriend. It was mutual. um, And I never saw myself marrying that guy, but fuck it dragged out and just got messy I was 20. So I guess it was standard <laughs> for that age, maybe in how, how you do treat your breakups, but I wasn't going to do that shit again. So I'm going to take you through what helps me in the hopes that it can help you. And as I said, particularly if you have been dumped or if you've done the dumping, but maybe it's because they 
mistreated you. Like maybe they cheated on you and did, or did something just really shitty, but it still wasn't an easy decision for you to cut that relationship. Um, but just remember, one door closes and another opens. So view it as that. So let's get into it. The first thing I did as soon as I was dumped Well, I remember it so vividly, like I had my period (laughs) and I was in so much pain. I remember messaging my ex on the way home from work and I asked him to start running the bath so I could just jump straight in. But yeah, instead I got dumped. Um, But the conversation, like it's so funny looking back on it because he was pretty much like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not happy and, you know, going back and forth or whatever. I was like, is there anything that I can do? And he said, no. And I was like, okay, well, I really need the bath. So technically, yeah, the first thing I did was have a bath, but I also messaged like five of my closest friends and spoke to a few of them on the phone straight away. Um, So he left and as I mentioned, hadn't seen him again until I randomly saw him from afar at the airport. Um, But yeah, I got onto the phone with them. My first tip for you, I guess, is to immediately surround yourself with your support network and let them know that you're going to need them. My friends are so amazing. I, you know, I said to them we just broke up I'm going to need you to help me get through this I remember saying I'm crushed but I need to focus because yeah I had a book coming out on the Tuesday the following Tuesday and so many fucking interviews around it alongside work which is you know showing up on national live radio every night and now we've got to break this stupid lease and find a new place to live even though we just fucking moved in hadn't even finished unpacking um no way in hell that I was going to stay in that place too by the way I'm sure a few people probably like why didn't you just stay there It was a big townhouse. I would not have been able to afford it by myself. And I also didn't want to just go into a share house again. And also, no offense to anyone living there, but it was in like a pretty shitty part of Reservoir. Um, And it was just like, I wanted to stay close to the city. You know, we'd just gone from Kobe to Reservoir, but thought if we went just a little bit further out, which was closer for his work, which is, you know, an hour north out of Melbourne. Anyway, that's why I didn't want to stay. And I had to get out, especially when I'd just been dumped. I didn't want to stay in that house. (laughs) So... Anyway, lean on your friends, okay? That is what they're there for, obviously. And, you know, you're going to find out who are real ones based on their response. My friends were like, of course. I I feel like I remember even, like, I swear Dee was the girl who was like, I'm honored that you want me to help you through this. (laughs) So I was really lucky. I had an amazing support network. And I think it's just important to remember that you're not being a burden, like you would do the same for them. This is literally what friends are for. And I think one amazing opportunity that breakups present is that time to really put effort into your friendships. And that was such a lovely thing for me. And, you know, lockdowns in 2021, especially here in Melbourne, they presented a lot of barriers, but when we could go out for dinners and go for walks and stuff, yeah, I look back on 2021 and those moments with my friends really make me smile. The second thing that I did, and I know this can't be the case for everyone, so I was really lucky that I was able to, um, I took the next two days off work. There was just no way that I was able to do live radio by myself in that state. (laughs) So two mental health days for me and I went home to Ballarat. So I was kind of allowing myself two days just to mourn and cry and grieve, just get it out of my system and then focus on getting shit done because I had to find a new apartment. I had to prepare for my book launch and also 
the fucking logistics of breaking a lease. Uh, Before I went home, though, I actually went and picked up my new car, which I just purchased, which is so funny because I got into the Uber and the song that was playing was Save Your Tears by The Weeknd. And I'm sitting in the back seat with like tears rolling down my face, but I had a face mask on. So the driver had no idea. I was just silently sobbing. And I was doing that at the dealership too, but at least I now had a car of my own to drive my dumped little ass to mum and dad's. So the timing, I guess, of that breakup, maybe he, maybe my ex thought about that. Maybe he was like, I'm going to do it the night before she goes and gets her new car. So at least she's got her car to get around because our living, like our previous living situation, we had an apartment, but had a one car space and we only had his car and I was fucking relying on his car and it was really annoying. Anyway, got my new car. Yay. Love my little picanto. I think it's just important when we're talking about that, you know, going home, getting it out of your system, having those cries when songs come on or whatever, just feel whatever you're feeling. I remember I immediately lost my appetite, which was so shit. Mum made pasta and I was like extra, extra devo. I couldn't stomach it. So I'm like crying into my bowl of pasta. But you just have to be kind to yourself throughout that process like it's so easy to feel your self-worth crumble after being dumped or after breaking it off because someone's mistreated you because you think wow I must have deserved that or I must be a shitty enough human for someone to do that to me I definitely had those moments and you know sometimes I would just sit in it but I did try to get myself out of that darker mindset and as cringe as it sounds focus on loving myself and working on myself I know I said taking time off was the second thing I did, which it technically was, like letting my boss know. But one thing I also did the night I was dumped, alongside taking a bath and talking to my friends, was grabbing an empty notepad and writing down what just happened. Like my journaling journey (laughs) started then and there. And I'm not usually a journaler. Uh, And especially after spending 2020 writing a whole fucking book, like I wasn't exactly itching to pick up a pen again, but writing down my thoughts and feelings was so beneficial. And if you like, all you have to do is Google how journaling helps heartbreak. You will see so many articles saying how it provides like a safe space to prioritize problems and your fears and your concerns. And it really helps with processing emotions and, you know, those situations that a weighing on you. And it also in a way gave me a sense of control over my feelings too. It was a bit of like a cleanse and control moment, I would say. One thing that I loved doing in my journal alongside just writing down what had happened and stuff was writing a list of pros of being single. And it could be anything. It could be trivial things. Like I remember writing down, fuck yeah, I get to finally have whatever bedding I want. I want a nice pink bedding set, nice pink cushions, and even just like writing a list of their flaws and the things that you didn't like about them. You got to do what you got to do and honestly, fuck them. (laughs) And it can also help pretending to, you know, write them a letter and get your just emotions out that way. But obviously they'll never see it, but it's a nice release and it probably saves you from sending a highly regretful text message (laughs) later on. And that kind of leads me to my next tip, which I initially disagreed with, but I've come around to, yeah, 100% back it. And I'll share that right after I shout out today's sponsor. 
There is no denying how uncomfortable sports uniforms and workout gear can be when you're on your period. And the last thing we need to deal with is the shame and stigma of leaking through. But thanks to Puma and Modibody, a new future of sportswear is here that makes it more comfortable to bleed while you play. Combining soft, breathable fabric with their concealed absorbent lining, the new collection from Puma and Modibody is made for maximum protection and performance on and off the court, field or gym floor. From high cut to boy short, light mod to mod heavy, Puma and Modibody have you covered no matter your body shape, size or flow and are here to support you exercising on your period without the discomfort of using disposables. You can check out their new range in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much to Modibody for making this episode of Figuring Out 30 possible. All right, so my next tip for heartbreak could be controversial and I didn't agree with it when I was going through it in the early stages, but no, I think it has to be done. Cut ties, cease contact, no more. Now, I read this in Breakup Boss, which is a book I would also recommend. It's by Zoe Foster Blake, and I actually purchased it as soon as I got home to Ballarat. I went to the bookshop on Lydiard Street. I booked in for a pedicure and, yeah, was like holding back tears at the nail salon. But I remember Zoe writing how you got to cut them off, and I was like, do you though? And like, how? Like, is that really necessary? I mean, I guess my situation was a little unique in the sense that We still had to communicate because we're now breaking a lease and we were separating furniture and belongings and all that. Anyway, we kept communication up for like four months, I would say. It took a few months for our place to be rented out. So I was paying my double rent. Uh, Initially though, which is funny, I did see us becoming friends, but that was before other stuff happened. Again, another story for another time, but staying friends with your ex, can it work? Like again, really depends on the situation, I guess, but for the most part, I would say no. Maybe you can be pleasant if you bump into each other, but an active friendship, I'm just not sure about it. But going back to this point, still having them on socials and all of that is going to increase the risk of stalking them. And stalking them isn't going to help you. Like we need to embrace out of sight, out of mind. So if that means blocking, unfollowing, unfriending, do it. No contact rule. Because I think it really does just help speed and up the process and help you regain that strength and that self-esteem and confidence and empowerment. And also you're not comparing, you're not looking at them and being like, well, how are they going? Or if they get, you know, a new partner straight away or, you know, go on a holiday and they're living their best life. You don't, you don't want to see that shit. You don't, you don't want to compare, like you don't want to compare who's doing better sooner And also by doing all of this, I think it really helps in being able to differentiate wanting a partner from needing a partner. And Zoe talks a lot about closure in her book and, you know, that can be the reason why we might want to keep communication open so we can get that closure. But she also notes the very true reality that you may just never get it and that's okay. Like is closure something we should always seek and is closure a reflection on them or is it something within you? You know, a lot of how we respond to breakups does come back to ourselves and how we value ourselves. So I am a big believer in just cutting ties. You know, if you can do it straight away, if there's nothing else you need to organize with them, like, and I know it's harder if you have kids involved and stuff, but 
if you don't have that stuff, just cut them off. Get them the fuck out of your life. (laughs) Beyond Zoe's books, I would also just recommend reading in general. I think it's so nice to be able to lose yourself in stories. Books serve as such a powerful escape. I think they're more powerful than like TV series and movies in that sense. And I remember reading a lot of Dolly Alderton. Is it Alderton or Alderton? Uh, I read a lot of Dolly stuff. I also read Heartsick by Jesse Stevens. Maybe I read it too soon. I certainly felt the heaviness of those stories fresh from my own dumping. But the moral of the story, books are good. Read. Distract yourself with books. And podcasts as well. You know, one podcast that really helped me was Do You Fucking Minds by Alexis Fernandez. Obviously such a popular podcast series. And Alexis feels like the honest friend who will give you tough love. She's about facts. She doesn't beat around the bush. And I think that's something a lot of us need in that moment of coming out of a relationship. And a lot of the content that Alexis was covering, yeah, really helped me realize how I was viewing myself and valuing my own worth and how that does play into my relationships and learning about like confirmation bias. There's just so much good shit that she covers. And she's also got a master's in neuroscience too. So she's like not talking out of her ass. She knows what she's talking about. My next tip kind of links to podcasts too because I loved plugging Alexis in on my walks. I would do a daily walk. Honestly, felt that was life-changing for me in 2021. Um, Just don't look at your phone, like put it on do not disturb. Uh, Look up and look around. Look around. I used to do the walk around um, like Princess Park in Carlton slash Brunswick, just taking in the trees and the sky and other people and dogs, exercise in general and A lot of people I know go on like the post breakup glow up and that can just be for physical gain sometimes, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But for me, in the midst of my breakup, exercise was just what I needed to do to make me happy, releasing those endorphins, you know, releasing all the tension, I guess that's built up in your body. So highly recommend it. I'm not saying go and do sign up to fucking F45 or whatever, but if you want to power to you just get outside and go for walks. Like you will feel so much better after it and really like bask in that feeling post-exercise and just remember how good that feels because that was my motivation for continuing it. And if it's not a podcast sound tracking my walk, of course, it's fucking music. (laughs) You know, I'm a music person. I'm a music presenter. Um, I'm going to actually link a playlist for you that my friend Georgia sent to me as soon as I was dumped. It's called Delete Men. And I remember so vividly driving back to Melbourne from mum and dad's. It was an early Saturday morning. I had to get back to inspect an apartment. And I'm alone in my brand new Picanto. I'm crying on the highway, singing to Dua, to Ari, to Miley, like Midnight Sky, Ari, The Light Is Coming. That playlist was everything I needed to hear on that drive. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes to G's playlist and you can share it with whoever needs it or you can keep it for yourself. And I'll also mention that Greta Ray's debut album, Begin to Look Around, was a really special soundtrack for me in that post-breakup era. Um, A lot of songs from that record capture the feelings of a relationship breakdown and coming into yourself. It was really special because obviously I've known Greta for like a number of years and I always see her as like little sister, but that album was like a big sister to me. So I would highly recommend giving that a listen. 
Oh, and I will mention too, like music's so funny after a breakup, like when you just hear random songs at random times, but they're so appropriate for what is happening in your life. I remember being in Chemist Warehouse buying new cleaning. I had to quickly get like a cleaning product um, because Chemist Warehouse was around the corner from my new apartment and being in there and Leona Lewis comes on, it'll all get better in time. I was like, yes, Leona, this is exactly, this is the angels of music looking down upon me in aisle nine of Chemist Warehouse saying, yes, it will all be better in time. Like so funny just how that stuff happens to you after a big life change, like a breakup or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, it's a sign and other songs that come on and you just feel them in a different way. So yeah, the beauty of music, right? Another thing I did was avoid alcohol, which was actually easier than I thought. Like I didn't go completely sober and the only messy night I had was my 30th, which was a fucking banger of a night. But I didn't drink during the week, no casual drinks in the first few months. And I think it just really helped. Like I just knew drinking would make me feel worse about myself. Uh, So I decided to treat myself in other ways like Fruit Loops and the Pancake Parlor pancake mix, you know, just wholesome little things like that. I think it would be unrealistic of me to say, don't you dare drink. You can't do it because there's probably going to be nights where you're like, fuck, I just need a red hay. And sometimes you've just got to like lean into that. I guess what I would say in that situation, maybe just still try and set yourself a limit, like be realistic, but still check yourself, you know, don't go too over the board and just take a minute and be like, why do I want to drink? How is this going to make me feel? How am I going to feel in the morning? Because you'll probably be able to anticipate, you know, what future self is going to feel. Um, is it worth doing? So just weigh it up, like just still have some sort of control just to thank your future self. My final one is one that I totally acknowledge isn't the most accessible. Like it's so hard to get into now with wait lists and of course the cost and even when you don't gel with professional but going to therapy I think is huge like I got a mental health care plan from the GP and I just thought it was so amazing being able to sit there and speak with a professional and learn more about myself and why I react to things in the way that I do learning about like attachment styles and just understanding why am I reacting the way that I am and how can I maybe improve that and what can I take from all of this moving forward like therapy was so key and when I put this call out on my Instagram about like what helped get you through your heartbreak therapy was just like the most recommended thing so I just wish it was more accessible I wish more people could get into it easily and gel with the first person that they speak to and that it wasn't so fucking expensive but that's definitely one that I want to make a point of. Speaking of um, what else was sent to me on Instagram, I might read a few of them now. Bronster said a new hobby, something to throw passions and emotions into. Elle also said this. She tried surfing and said it was amazingly peaceful. I love that. Laura said overseas holiday. Yes. Belle said traveling solo, 100%, meeting new people, fresh places, realizing you can do shit on your own. If you go back to one of my episodes from last year with my friend Ash, she mentioned about how she went on like big international trips um, after her divorce and just, yeah, amazing experience. So I would highly, highly endorse it. Nathan recommends the Resilience Project podcast. Brooke said, not too sure if too much info, but high key masturbating. 
no, I'm here for it. You know, go and buy yourself a bunch of sex toys, like build yourself a special little toy box. I am so here for it. And Nikita said, go do the thing they never wanted to do with you. For me, it was eating Thai food. Oh my God, who doesn't like Thai food? First of all, that's fucking criminal. And I agree. Yeah. If there's something that I didn't want to do, you go do it because you now can. You don't have to rely on that other person or they're not holding you back anymore. Just go fucking live your life. So yeah, those are the things that kept me going uh, and some other recommendations, of course. I think it was just for me like the overall mindset that I was treating my breakup as like a personal debrief. It was a time in my life where I could just solely focus on me and learn more about myself and my confidence and my strengths and weaknesses and take that time to really recover. Because, you know, I think we need to remember breakups are a really big experience and in brain terms as well, the areas responsible for feeling physical pain, they light up in the same way as if you're actually in pain. Like a heartbreak can bring about those signals. So your body is responding almost as like you've been injured, you know, like that you are feeling physical pain. And I also read something else that like you can actually experience heartache. Heartache literally changes the shape of your heart. There's a condition that's called, oh my God, it's TTS or broken heart syndrome. I don't know how to pronounce it. Takotsubo? Takotsubo? It's T-A-K-O-T-S-U-B-O. I probably should have punched that in the Google pronunciation thing. But TTS, like that's a legit condition and heartache literally changes the shape of your heart because after a stressful event, your left ventricle can enlarge at the bottom and then narrow at the top. It's like you're tying off a balloon animal. That's a reference that it gives. And the name is from a Japanese pot that's used to trap octopuses. So yeah, most people have felt the weight of their hearts after a breakup and that's why we call it heartache and not brain ache. So just remember, there's going to be moments where you cannot help but feel devastated and crushed and like everything is falling apart and you just don't know if you're going to be able to recover and that's okay. But I like, if this is any comfort, I would not take my heartbreak back for the world because obviously if my two previous relationships didn't break down, I wouldn't be where I am today. But I'm talking beyond, you know, a new relationship, like obviously love Oscar. I love our little life and Uh, you know, a little life of Daisy, little family that we've got going on. But beyond that, so many things in my life would not have happened had I not got out of those two relationships. So try and take heartbreak as an opportunity, you know, an opportunity to really get to know yourself and to love yourself and establish your true needs and what you want moving forward. And that doesn't necessarily mean a partner. It doesn't mean a partner. And I know it can be really hard for women in particular. Like that's what I felt six weeks before turning 30. I was like, fuck, I thought I had it figured out. And now I'm a single ass woman about to turn 30. Like this is not what I had planned for myself. It's not, but it's okay. Like, but you don't try and seek the next relationship straight away. Just use that time on you because you're not always going to get that time to spend on yourself. You know, it's a real it is really a special moment. And I think just try and grab it by the balls. Just do what you can, honor your feelings, be kind to yourself, and it will get better in time. Cue Leona Lewis, it will all get better in time. (laughs) 
I want to say a big thanks once again to the new Moddy Body Period Active Underwear range for sponsoring today's episode. You can check out their online store in the show notes of this episode. And use the discount code BRIDGET2023. This will give you 15% off, excluding bundles, gift cards, reduced items, and maxi absorbency. No minimum spend required. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was of some help and comfort, and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Oh, I literally waved. You can't even see me, but I'm waving. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.